I'm Denise Bailey. And I'm Dr. Monica Parker. And you're listening to My Parents Are Now My Kids, a medical doctor's view and daughter's journey through memory loss and other dementias. As a doctor, I'll help you navigate through the often confusing, confounding, and frequently frustrating technical aspects of dementia. And as a daughter, I'll share with you some things I've experienced caring for and loving my parents who both struggled with these disorders. We want you to have hope and to see that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And we'll tell you that sometimes that light is coming straight at you and you just have to get out of the way. Let's get started. Hi, Dr. Monica. Hey, Dr. Denise. How are you? Fair to Midland. <laughs> well, that's better because the last time you were tired, so this time you're fair to Midland. So that is an improvement. Mm-hmm. Well, um, here in the United States, we just celebrated the holiday of Thanksgiving. So how was your Thanksgiving? Lovely because I got to see my children. That is awesome. That is awesome. Very awesome. I spent it with my mom and we had a lovely day. I cooked and she ate it. <laughs> so that's <laughs> so that's the key. So, you know, that brings me to what we want to talk about today. This is the holiday season. Like I said, we just celebrated Thanksgiving in the United States and we're going into the busy holiday season, like Christmas and all of those holidays. So that usually brings lots of family and friends and fellowship. Um, But of course, we have COVID-19 on top of all of that. So this is a very different holiday season. So that means with those of us who have loved ones with Alzheimer's or dementia, it's going to be a different kind of holiday season. So how do you provide care, keep traditions, and stay safe? I know I'm going to be isolating with my mom, but I'm just going to try to make it as enjoyable and, you know, holiday feels and happy for her the best I can. Well, I think um, you, like many of the rest of us, are trying to sort all of this out. I think that first and foremost, we have to remember that there is a pandemic still at play. And for those of us who are over the age of 65, we're far more vulnerable than to the to getting the disease, the COVID-19 infection, than the people who are younger. Younger people will get it and younger people will likely survive it. But a lot of those of us who are a little older may not be as lucky. We may uh, be more likely to be hospitalized, particularly if you're one of the senior adults who has an underlying health condition. What are some of the underlying health conditions? Diabetes, yes. Anemia, yes. Cancer, certainly. But any of us who are taking medicines that um, blunt or suppress our own immune system. So if you are an organ transplant, if you are somebody who has rheumatoid arthritis and you're taking the anti-inflammatory drugs, any anti-inflammatory drugs like valsalazide, uh, Imuran, any of those sorts of things, those are things that put you at risk for any kind of infection, opportunistic infections, things like pneumonia, things, yes, like influenza, and certainly like COVID-19 infections, which is why the CDC has advised us 
to keep our family gatherings small and limited to those people with whom you reside most closely or have been within a bubble for some time because we are susceptible. So I can only reiterate what the CDC has told us all to do, which is wear your face masks. Uh, you're protecting others from getting an infection from you and vice versa. Not only are you protecting against the transmission of a COVID-19, but you're also protecting against common flu, common cold uh, viruses. Um, and other respiratory kind of infection. So, I mean, wearing your face mask in public, washing your hands, keeping them away from your face, uh, sanitizing surfaces, those are all the things that we're supposed to do. And in this time, at this time of the year, we need to be immunized against influenza because that is the virus that all of us are familiar with. And yes, it changes from year to year. And our immunity isn't going to be complete, but it's going to be better with having had the immunization than not. So um, bubble, keeping your own little family bubble, nuclear group, wash your hands, wear your face mask, and avoid crowds as much as possible. And you talked about getting immunized. And I'll just say that I may have told our listeners that I was one of those people who never took the flu vaccine, but you convinced me and I did it this year. So this is a special year. You hear the clap? Yeah. She's clapping. So, <laughs> so I I took the vaccine. So I gave in. I did it, and and I think it's probably for the best. But you mentioned a lot of things that you know people know and people have been hearing for these past few months with COVID nineteen. But you know we particularly talk about Alzheimer's and dementia on top of all of the precautions that you just mentioned that we need to take. But you know to make this a as happy a time as and as a familiar time with family and trying to celebrate the holidays. I know everyone is zoomed out, you know, video conferencing, but that's a way to sort of keep the holiday season as normal or as happy for our loved ones with Alzheimer's and dementia. I know um, I'm trying to organize my family to do you know, a Zoom call and a Zoom meeting. We were thinking about doing it for Thanksgiving, but we never got that got that done. It, it You have to bring a lot of uh, things together. So I'm telling our listeners for the holidays, for the rest of the season, it would be nice if you would sort of plan ahead and try to do a Zoom call with your family. You know, you can even, you know, plan a meal in different parts of the country or the world and have you eat together on Zoom or even trim your Christmas tree, one person in one city and one in the other. I think that would be helpful for your loved one, don't you? I think if they have the wherewithal to see faces uh, that they haven't seen, I think that, yes, that's, that's certainly something that's doable. I think that um, you have to keep in mind, too, that this is technology. And if you haven't seen somebody in a long time, for somebody who's suffering from dementia, they're probably not going to recognize people on the call. So that phone call, that Zoom call, is more for you or me versus our parents. Okay? That's now, true. Oh, did you see Aunt Irene? Look, hey, Aunt Irene. <laughs> okay, that's nice for the cousins to see that Aunt Irene is still breathing. But did it really help on Irene? 
But you I know what? Cookie Monster just. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listeners, let's explain something. Dr. Monica calls my mother Cookie Monster, and that's because she loves sweets and she's always begging for cookies. So you're right, Cookie Monster may or may not recognize people on the Zoom, but I've tried that with her before and she just gets excited to see people. So you're right, someone with Alzheimer's or dementia may not recognize the faces, but I think that's sort of stimulation and they're just happy to see and try to interact and try to engage. So, you know. If that consistently, that's probably not foreign as somebody trying it for the first time. Sure. So if, if your mother responds well and you've done it before, then that's good. I know that uh, for my own mother, she participates in a Zoom call with all the other people from her uh, adult day program twice a day. And she does recognize the people and they do play bingo. But again, that's something she's been doing. So that's a different stimulation. But I think any way that you can keep them engaged and keep them stimulated, that's good. Playing music, hearing music that they're familiar with, that they enjoy, whether it's uh, sacral music like church music or, um, for example, if your relative was an instrumentalist. Uh, my mother's sister is a classical pianist, and she loves classical piano. So um, the uh, traditional holiday hymns that are played on the organ, like the pipe organ. She really enjoys that. And so musical performances, you know, music has no language. Um, people who loved music um, probably will enjoy a concert on video, um, on Zoom, um, or in person even. Um, I know that, um, I think that holiday music is something most people do identify with. So maybe they will sing a holiday carol. Maybe they will sing a church song. So if you can expose them to something like that uh, at home, that's fine. Um, but I'd also like to say that, you know, where we live, the temperature is very comfortable. Mm -hmm. that, that's the word I'll say. So we mm -hmm. can still go outside. And if you can still go outside and socially distance and um, enjoy lights, for example, or an outdoor concert, please do that. That would be nice. I was just getting to that because we do live in an area that weathers, you know, cooperates this time of year. And not only go and seeing lights, they would like that. But you could also organize like drive-bys if you can get that loved one or you and your family out on the porch and have people drive by and, you know, give well wishes and holiday messages. I think that would, they would love that as well, you know. And also, we also have to remember those that are in like nursing homes and adult facilities. Don't forget them. You know, you have to go by whatever is the requirement in your state. But here in um, the state of Georgia, there's a limitation on visitors and um, long term care facilities are still in a type of lockdown where they're not permitting um, visitors uh, in the traditional way. But if you happen to be in an area that allows visitation, maybe it's outside, maybe it's through a window, 
Don't forget those loved ones that are in facilities, especially this time of year. And um, one of the things, you know, I mentioned about Thanksgiving, how I cooked and my mother ate it, and that was uh, amazing. Uh, try to get them involved in cooking. Now, of course, my mother can't really cook anymore, but, you know, I can give her a little duties to do like snapping the green beans or stirring the gravy and that's one of the things that we do in caregiving we want the task to fit their abilities okay so when you say snapping peas or snapping beans that is something that most people who were in the kitchen would remember to do yes right so don't give them anything complicated <laughs> right. Don't give them anything complicated, but get them involved. You know, just make, it's like making new holiday traditions. It's a little bit different now Yes, uh, for people with Alzheimer's and dementia, but get them involved in any way you can. You know, it's, it's the thought that counts. You hear that, that is a cliche, but it really is the thought that counts. And during this holiday season, don't forget our caregivers. Uh, you and I are caregivers as well. And, you know, you can give small gifts like that will help a lot of people because of the pandemic. There are a lot of small businesses that are going under and are trying to survive during this COVID crisis. You can give gift certificates for services like house cleaning or gift cards or food cards to your caregiver to sort of, you know, remember them and help small businesses during this time. It's, it's just a time of giving, a time of giving. And in addition to gifts that have some kind of monetary value, the gift of time is always something else that's appreciated. Uh, so I know that we are mindful of our uh, contacts and social contacts, but caregivers need a break too. So um, uh, paying for an hour of respite care, something to think about. If you are a family and you have several family members that have visited your loved ones, please encourage your relatives to give you an hour of free time to sit with their grandparents. <laughs> that is an awesome, awesome gift. So... I hope these little suggestions have helped our listeners during this holiday season. And we want to wish everyone a happy, healthy, safe holiday season. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Monica. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We are so grateful for all of our listeners. If you have any questions or there are topics you would like for us to discuss, please email us at myparentsarenowmykids at gmail.com. And please follow us on Instagram at myparentsarenowmykids and on Twitter at MPMK at MPMKpodcast. Take care. See you next time.